painting to photography, from beadwork to woodworking. KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University presents Artbeat. Artbeat highlights the work and accomplishments of local artists from in and around Winona. Support for Artbeat is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today on Artbeat, we're catching up with Sharon Mansour again to talk about her film, 1001 Arab Futures, from the Frozen River Film Festival 2022. She was this year's guest curator, but talked specifically about the film that she produced. We received more insight into what exactly her film was about, what her creative process looked like, and her inspiration behind the film. I'm Briley Harris. Stick around as we hear more about the film 1001 Arab Futures on today's Artbeat. So I'm here today with Sharon Mansour, and we are talking about her film uh, 1001 Arab Futures. How are you doing today, Sharon? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Would you be able to just kind of give us a brief overview of what your film was about? Sure. I'd be happy to. Um, so 1001 Arab Futures is a, an eight-minute film that really is a reimagining of an hour-long live dance performance I did um, last summer, in summer 2021. And that was directed by three uh, female artists who all have Lebanese heritage, and I have that as well, so we shared that in common. And that was Yara Bustani, who lives in Lebanon, Meta Lulu Van Kohl in New York City, and Andrea Shakur, who's based in Minneapolis, who actually is primarily a visual artist, but a natural mover. And um, so we collaborate on this live outdoor performance here in Winona, in partnership with the Minnesota Conservatory for the Arts, and we had three performances and then filmed that evening event and shared it online for viewers who weren't comfortable or able to make it in person. And then um, with Sydney Swanson, my director of photography, we went back to the outdoor uh, green space uh, at the conservatory and we shot um, more footage and combined that with some aerial drone footage we had from last summer. And we created this shorter, almost like a memory of the larger event, which became the short film um, that was shown at the Frozen River Film Festival. And Woolen Lover is an area sound artist who did the original sound for the live show. And they, again, reimagined, along with us, the sound score for the film. And we had an amazing costume designer, Angie Vo, uh, who built a beautiful costume that was used in three different ways through the live performance that was featured in the film as well. And she's based in um, Minneapolis. And so you said it was kind of based on a dance that you had done previously? Yeah, so it started out as a live, what we would call a site-specific outdoor performance. And there's a beautiful green space um, right outside of the Minnesota Conservatory for the Arts. And it was drawing from the Lebanese heritage that the co-directors and I share. And in a broader sense, imagining what could be a future or multiple futures to imagine for the Arab world, for what sometimes is known as the Middle East, sometimes it's more known as the Arab world, um, or Southwest um, Asian and North African diaspora, because it also encompasses, um, you know, more than one continent. And we were 
thinking in the midst of so much turmoil and change and conflict that to give space to dream about what could be, you know, positive, forward-thinking images, ideas for the homelands we share for the people, um, not only in the Arab region, but those who needed to leave the homelands and resettle around the world. So we incorporate a lot of imagery, sounds, stories from family members, and ancestral plants and um, fabrics, just a real sensory experience to look back in the past, acknowledge where we are now, and then dream ahead and, and leave space for the audience to also imagine, well, what are we imagining in our futures collectively, not only if you're of Arab heritage, but generally. And we found it actually really timely because we started this before COVID. So the idea of future, you know, really, I think, became in the forefront of so many people's minds worldwide. That was really potent as we were working on the piece and then developing the film that we shared. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, it kind of, I guess you answered a little bit of my next question, but how much time would you say overall that you spent creating this film? Well, it was interesting because the film portion itself was really quick. We worked on the toward the live performance for about two years. We had delays, you know, once COVID started in March 2020 that delayed the timeline to get the performance because people were canceling, you know, in-person events. But luckily, the funding was extended. Um, We had funding from the McKnight Foundation, an incredible uh, family foundation based in Minnesota, and then the Minnesota Minnesota State Arts Board. So they fortunately carried the funding forward into 2021. So we had actually a really long creative process time, but we also had to cancel most of our in-person rehearsals. And work. So the directors were working with me on Zoom. Most of them did not have even get to set foot in the out- outdoor space. They had to look at it through a tiny, you know, through their videos, <laughs> through my computer screen, uh, and imagine what it would be. So we had two years to work through that and direct me because I was the only performer out of all the people collaborating. So then we went. That took us from June. To or fall 2019 to summer 2021. And then we had only until September, from the end of June to beginning of September, to make the film. So shooting the footage took a day to shoot the new footage, but the editing is so time-consuming, and my wonderful uh, videographer and editor collaborator, Sydney, you know, we just had to sit down and do hours and hours over those, you know, that month and a half to winnow all the footage from we had, you know, an over an hour of an edited online version and we had over an hour worth of new footage to come to eight minutes was challenging. It was a good challenge. It's quick. It was a quick process. Do you, or I guess kind of after creating this film, did you feel there's anything more that you learned uh, after the process was over? Maybe um, like... COVID had some impact on that, but just in general, was there anything more that you learned after creating your film? That's a great question. Uh, We haven't had as much time to debrief. We did talk a lot after the live performance, 
last summer. But I think after the film was screened, the film was initially screened up in the Twin Cities um, at the Cole Center for Dance and Performing Arts in September. And then Sydney and I were commenting on because we saw the screening at the Frozen River Festival here, and we had not actually watched the film since last September. And it was quite powerful to see all the footage again and, and recall all the work that was put in by everybody. So as we looked at it and talked about it afterwards, we well, were so grateful that as a group we had this outlet during what has been such an intense and really challenging time with COVID and all the related you know, shifts and, and upheavals. Mm-hmm. that we had um, a way to process our emotions and, and yeah, artistically express and connect with other people through the film. I, I feel that I would love to show, I would love to have an evening where the live performance could be in conversation, be shown with the film somehow, or there'd be some event where people could engage with both and maybe, you know, have more of the collaborating artists in person, that would be, I mean, I still haven't met two of the directors in person. So it's interesting that COVID challenges to work in such new ways. And also, I would love to see if we could, you know, bring things back around, you know, more how we might have originally met, and just look at the two works and see, you know, what we have now after now, you know, almost three years. Yeah. I definitely think that's one of the most annoying things about COVID is just like the lack of in-person that you're able to do. But I think especially with your film, it would have been really interesting to see more of a live version too, because there's only like, I mean, it was, it was, it was very powerful watching, but I think being in person too and seeing it live would be, it'd be so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder for those, because I don't have that experience who didn't see the live version, what, yeah, what you know, what meaning or what it felt like. And yeah, with in film, you don't get to really sense, like there's a lot of sensory elements in the film. Like you smell the dirt to have that big dirt pile. Mm-hmm. Like the audience was really, you could smell the dirt. And I have, um, I'm leading them through different tree groves. You can smell, you know, in the night air, it's happening when the sun's setting. So you start to smell the change in the air. And as the birds start to get more active, um, and the moon's starting to come out, like the sunset really toward the end of the performance. So you're starting to see the stars. So, yeah, I feel like you would get a real different sensory feeling. And film's great, and also it you bring your imagination to what the visual is giving you. Yeah, definitely. I so, agree with that. Uh, would yeah. you say then you had a favorite part kind of about this experience or just overall? I think my favorite part of the experience was... Um, how extremely generous and dedicated my collaborators were. I I didn't mention this earlier, but the three co-directors who I invited to work with me, I had never worked with them before. I had never met them. I mean, I emailed them through mutual contacts we had. So I, you know, I said, oh, my friend Nicole recommended I talk to you that she thought I might, we might have an interesting connection and might be interested to work together. So the fact that through COVID, through two out of the three, I ended up having to move to different 
homes entirely. Two lost their jobs, had to, you know, find new work. I was unemployed for a time. Um, there were, you know, there was a lot of unrest in Lebanon and Palestine during that time where we collectively have family connections. So through all of that, the fact that they were so dedicated and kept working on the project and gave so much, was I was floored. Um, yeah, so I was really moved. And just the value of human connection, which I knew already, but to have that, it felt so vital, especially during the first year of COVID. And I was just so moved how generous and lovely they everyone was considering, you know, we didn't know each other. And again, most of us didn't meet in person. Yeah, I think that's rare. I feel like that's that's sort of a rare um, community that I'm so grateful because I feel like emotionally that really was a support to me during my own ups and downs. Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's always good to have a support system like that when you're creating something. Right, yeah, and we just happened to pull together um, through so much. Yeah, so... I think the film represents that. Actually, my production manager um, for the live performance saw the film at the festival too, Samantha Heaver, um, who's a Winona State alum. Actually, Sydney Swanson, my videographer, also is as well. I love all that connection. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, Samantha saw it too and really was literally remembering and feeling the intensity of the process, but all the people. You know, So I'm the one visible figure in the film but feel all the people that really pull together. That's the power of the arts. You know, the festival brought together so many people to experience other people's stories. And it's amazing that human need to tell stories and be seen and connect. Um, and Arab Futures is, you know, one small part of how many amazing stories there are. I think that is all the questions that I have. Was there anything else you wanted to add kind of about your film or the fil- the festival in general? I don't think so. No. I mean, I, I appreciate the follow-up because the festival was such a whirlwind. Yeah. And we talked, you know, before mm-hmm. it, it happened. So it's nice to have another chance to reflect with this focus. So, yeah, I really appreciate your time, you know, with your questions and and really following this through. Yeah, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. I appreciate Mm -hmm. it. Sure. Thanks again to Sharon Mansour for joining us today on Artbeat. For more conversations on art, tune into Artbeat Tuesdays at 1230 right here on 89.5 KQAL. I'm Briley Harris, and we've just heard about the film 1001 Arab Futures from Sharon Mansour today on Artbeat. Artbeat is written and produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. Visit us on the web at kqal.org.